Welcome to the Dude Make Something podcast, where we discuss faith, mental health, and personal development for the purpose of helping black men to stop being mediocre and to do the work to become excellent for God's glory and the good of others. All right. I don't typically go live. I'd prefer to actually just make a video and edit it, but my understanding is my understanding is that the uh, YouTube algorithm bots, whatever, <laughs> prefer that you go live. I don't know, whatever. So we're going to try this out and see how this goes. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, so kind of had this thought. Um, the fourth Matrix movie is coming out soon. And I love the Matrix. I am definitely a, a geek. I'm blurred for that. And um, I, I enjoy the entire series and even the, the offshoots, like the games, Enter the Matrix and the Animatrix and all that stuff. I thought it was, all that stuff was really cool. And I thought the storyline was really cool, too. But the reason, you know, not only in kind of like a little bit of homage to the Matrix franchise that I want to talk about this topic about how being a red pill in the black community is actually keeping black men in the Matrix. Um, I, just, I just think it's really important because I've seen and heard more and more people use this term of being a red pill. And it's not just in the black community. Um, it's also used in you know white communities and stuff like that and it's sad because <laughs> because it's such a cool concept in the movie and i feel like it's just been taken and used for something so not good <laughs> in my opinion um from everything that i've learned um and i continue to learn about the red pill community and again specifically in the, in the black red pill community because i'm a black man and i'm part of the black community it's important to me and I think it's it's actually a devastating thing um, that we are seeing in our community and that it's it's not only online because people's thoughts and opinions impact their actions and how they behave um, in reality. And we're seeing more and more of this stuff uh, as time goes on. And it sucks because, you know, I, I think we, we would see things like that for in the white community probably back in 2013, 2014. Um, and it, there were like Reddit threads and things like that, but crazy weird instance, instances of um, like homicides and other weird things like that that are tied to the red pill community just started popping up. And, you know, you can just YouTube and search red pill and you will find news articles and news um, reports and stuff about about that stuff. And again, it's starting to happen and manifest itself in the black community. And it sucks. <laughs> and it sucks because, you know, it, it it's led to this thing about like a gender gender war. And come on, you know, in the black community, we don't need this. <laughs> we are already in a bad spot. We've already been in a bad spot for centuries now. And now this is just like something else to continue to mess up our people and our community and stuff like that. And it, we, we got to change it. We got to, there's so many other things for us to worry about and so many other things for us to work on and to get better at. And, uh, this ain't it. This is not it. And so I'm going to have a few notes here and I'm going to try to be on here as short as like I can, because, uh, I got other stuff to do. <laughs> I got other stuff to do and I, I don't get it. I don't understand how people can be on, on, uh, on live here or streaming for like hours and hours at a time. But, I don't know. Maybe at some point I will get to that place, but 
right now I'm just going to try this. And uh, I disabled the chat and all that stuff because this is my first time really doing a live stream. So I'm not trying to be distracted. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to go in, say what I need to say and get out. And, you know, the more I do it, maybe I'll get better at it and then I'll open it up. So, okay, so we're going to start with um, just the definition of red pill. And so um, this is from dictionary.com. So red pill, and this was published on March 1st, 2018. But again, the red pill ideology and the red pill uh, community has been around longer than that. But uh, so this is just from dictionary.com, quick definition from dictionary.com. All right, what does red pill mean? Red pill refers to becoming enlightened to the truth about reality, especially a truth that is difficult to accept or exposes delusions. Online, red pill is especially used among anti-feminist and white supremacist groups to refer to waking up to the truth that women in liberal politics are oppressing men and white people. So off bat, then it's kind of, you know, weird the idea of like, our, you know, as black men in a community, we're going we're gonna to be red pill. Well, if it started with, white people who are you know white men who are white supremacists why would we want to be associated with that like that that don't make no sense um but we're gonna move on we're gonna move on so uh this is a definition from the red pill Uh, this is definition of red pill and this is from urban dictionary so you know urban dictionary you can get hit or miss (laughs) there's a lot of crazy stuff in urban dictionary but i thought this was a fairly accurate um definition of red pill that I've seen, you know, uh, online and things like that. So it reads, all right, the red pill, red pill signifies the recognition of the true nature of female behavior, including her attraction to traits of dominance, preference for men with status, attraction to men who have been pre-selected by other women and hypergamous nature. Red pill men are aware that women are strongly influenced by the culture and that their attraction cues are often outside of their conscious, conscious awareness. Um, I think our cultural, as men, our cultural um, choice for women is influenced by the culture too. But we'll keep reading. Um, increasingly, modern women, and especially Western women, indulge in one-night stands and short-term relationship in their 20s with alpha males, followed by seeking out a beta male provider in the late 20s and early 30s. Again, I, <laughs> I know for a fact that <laughs> men would do the same thing in their 20s in 30s, especially during college. You're gonna try to hook up with as many girls as you can. Um, And more than likely, they're not considered the beta or, you know, women that you would take home to your mom, you know. So that's already kind of a double standard, but we continue. Red pill men are aware of this phenomenon and develop a a sexual strategy to benefit from a woman's promiscuity, as well as avoid the financial peril of marriage. Married men can also be red pill as their awareness helps them handle female. Uh, I, I'm not going to curse on here because, well, whatever. I, I don't have enough followers anyway for it to be demonetized. <laughs> handle female shit tests and maintain attraction with their partner. A man who has taken the red pill is committed to self-improvement and adapting to the reality of female behavior, whether that be through the application of game in his relationships and or withdrawing from long-term relationships. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Taking the red pill is typically followed by more success in relationships and interactions with women. This was posted by uh, a user August 20, 2014. So like I mentioned before, this stuff, this community has been around for quite some time. So that's just like a general definition of what the red pill is. And again, like I said, just just in that definition, there, there are some double standards here. Come on, like <laughs> if you went to school and 
in any college, HBCU, P- PWI, you know, your freshman year, you're walling out. I mean, unless you were really trying to be studious or you were trying, you had some like really good uh, moral standards, you know, like I know there were some people who did, um, I feel like it's a double edge or something like that, but they, they would put X, I would see people, they would have an X on their hand and they're like not, no drinking, no sex or anything like that. But more than likely people are, are leaving their parents home and they are getting to college and they are drinking, partying, and they're doing all kinds of stuff. So the reality is everybody was probably walling out and being a whore. It's just a fact <laughs> on both sides. Like, let, let's be honest. And I understand that, you know, there are some people here and there the, some people in the red pill community who, you know, probably fall under the, the guise or the description of the nice guy. So they weren't doing that. They weren't walling out. They weren't really hooking up. They weren't, I guess, falling in that, 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 uh, description of the alpha male. So maybe, you know, they felt like they were the ones that were put in the friend zone or the ones that were rejected or whatever. I, to some degree have had that experience as well. Um, but we can't just, you know, paint the story one way. No, people were wilding out on both sides, women and men. It's come on, let's, let's, let's be honest about it. Okay. So, but why specifically do I, I bring up this whole idea of, you know, maybe the red pill, especially for men, black men who support the red pill ideology, maybe it's actually hurting us, hurting our community, hurting black men, hurting black women more than we think it's doing good. Like, again, the whole idea of the red pill, even in the movie, The Matrix, you were waking up to the chaos. You were waking up to how uh, the system, how the robots, how this whole matrix was being used to use people as batteries you know morpheus has this scene when he's talking to um, neo and then he shows him what's really going on whatever what's actually happening in the real world the red pill is supposed to wake you up to this so that you can then fight it to go free other people now if that's the concept of you know you're having this amazing awakening to truth of a system that's actually destroying your people again this idea clearly in the movie morpheus is black neo's white everybody's all different shades and colors or whatever. The whole idea is like it's humanity against this machine. It's humanity against these robots that are harvesting and and using humanity as a tool. So if we're going to use that same kind of concept, you know, with this idea of we're using this imagery of the red pill, the system that we're trying to wake up from is feminism. I think it's deeper than that. You know, like we're trying to wake up or ideally, I'm, I'm not red pill. Okay. <laughs> I'm not red pill, but we're trying to wake up or other black men are trying to wake up other black men to this idea that this whole system is supporting. And I guess only for women who pretty much use men for their money, uh, cheat on them, aren't faithful. Our modern women don't really care about, you know, men or serious relationships unless you are quote unquote high value you have a lot of money you're super strong or alpha male whatever whatever so that's the whole system that we're trying to break out of my my opinion to that is i think the system is a lot bigger than that and being a red pill you're actually feeding into the bigger system that's actually harming our people so I think this idea that somebody presented you a red pill, there was this Morpheus that came up to you, whether it's Kevin Samuels or somebody else came up to you and was like, Here, here's the truth, here's the truth. And you, you take it and you're like, oh God, I'm enlightened. But in reality, you're just 
continuing to be a cog in the wheel that's supporting the system that's actually har harming the overall community, which is the black community. Again, my, my, my focus is black people in general. Our community is important. We need to get better. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, like we have not been in a good position for centuries. And this ideology, this community, this, this whole situation is not going to help us to get to a better place. Yes, we're aware that we have problems on both sides, men and women. Everybody's got problems in the black community. We need to fix those. That's what's most important. Not trying to degrade or demonize either or. We need to fix our problems and get better. And for me, on this platform and this tool that I have with YouTube and podcasts and stuff like that, I think it starts with us as men. We need to get ourselves together because we are the leaders. God designed us to be leaders. God designed us to fix things, <laughs> to, to, to construct and to, and to serve. And if we are taking this red pill and putting ourselves in a position where we can't lead effectively, where we can't serve effectively, we are continuing to f facilitate and support the problem, which is putting us in this matrix that is not helping us. It's not helping us as, as men to, to, to fulfill and be the best version that we're supposed to be. It's not, and it's not helping our community. It's not helping our relationships. It's not helping our, our children and our legacy and all of that that we're um, responsible for. It's not doing that. So let me let me try to hit some points. Um, okay, so the red pill ideology is only continuing to support the divide and dysfunction of black relationships. The narrative in media continues to show interracial, interracial relationships, broken black marriages, and abusive toxic men. Again, you can you can see it. My wife and I we went to the mall a little bit earlier today, and I think I think it was H and M. Yeah, we're in H and M. And there was this marketing, whatever, and it's a couple holding hands and it's a black man, and it's a white woman. <laughs> you rarely, in my opinion, from what I've seen, even on TV, outside and billboards, wherever you go, you rarely see just plain old black couple. It's always a black man with a white woman or a black man with other, but rarely just a black man and a black woman. And even in reverse, but that's not as often a white man or other non-black man with a black woman. Very, very prominent. And very often you will see a black man with a white woman. Why is that? That's on purpose. <laughs> so come on. Um, it's already, um, so our whole community, it's already been compromised and messed up with the claims of, and this goes back to slavery and Jim Crow and all that, but messed up with the ideas of calling our men and women Jezebels and Mandingos. The concept has been around for centuries. That belief has been around for centuries. It's an old stereotype that we're regurgitating out of hurt in attempts to humble or, or hold women accountable. So whether you're calling, you know, black women, you know, just promiscuous or like gold diggers or anything else and just talking negative about them, you're continuing to support a narrative that already exists, that's already being used by this machine in this culture. You're just saying the same thing over and over and over again. And you're trying to use it and saying, well, oh, look at you, you're doing this. And you're trying to call people out, but you're not really calling anybody out. You're saying the same thing. And I have an example of that, you know, that I'm gonna I'm gonna share. And the reality is it's it's BS. It's BS. I mean, this whole 
continue to support this whole red pill ideology. It just makes black men look dumb, weak, pathetic, insecure, lonely, and incapable of being better. Like that, just continuing to blame black women for for whatever reason. Like, no, no, we're, we're men. We're supposed to be handling our business. We're supposed to be leading. We're supposed to be serving. Like, black women actually want us to be better. You know what I'm saying? Like. That, that's that's the facts. That's the reality. If you actually sit down and have a conversation with a woman, with a black woman, she wants there to be good examples of good fathers in her community. She wants there to be good examples of good brothers in her community. Like she wants that. And it's, it's as if we, so continue to use this red pill ideology. It's as if we can't actually be successful within our own community. So either having this either or idea of like, well, black woman has to act a certain way if not then we need to get a white woman or other like those are the prize white women are the prize or other women non-black women are the prize no you're, you're saying that like our women aren't good enough so we have to leave our own community and go <laughs> get something else that again you're supporting a negative narrative that has already existed for hundreds of years about our community there's another point um Again, I'm basing the, these points are, are in response to a lot of things that I've heard in the red pill community. So this one is uh, the idea that you think the 50s or um, our parents or grandparents or whatever from like the greatest generation, the 50s is perfect era of relationships is lacking and delusional at best. If you actually listen to the facts and experiences from that period of time, you know women and men were going through it. Like alcoholism was a serious problem. Uh, domestic abuse and domestic violence was a big problem. Mental illness, even though during that time they didn't even know to call it mental illness. And overall, it was <laughs> it was not a good situation. <laughs> like, of course, and like even during that time, you have like civil rights. Like, it was still bad for us. You know, like it was a shitty survival situation. Um, some major components that are missed when referencing um, this generation and how great it was is that moral standards uh, or mental fortitude in men. So, like our standards for morality have changed dramatically, dramatically. Like, a again, like on both sides, like the way that we look at women as black men, as we're taught to look at women, they're, they're just an object. Even, even the idea of hearing like, okay, well, what do women bring to the table? What are you talking about? <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? The woman is the prize. That's what you strive to be better for, to provide for, to serve for. Like, again, this is just the original design, the biblical design. Like, she's there to be your helpmate. She doesn't need to bring anything to the table. She's already bringing a lot. Like, herself, her existence is more than enough. And you're supposed to pair together and blossom and create and be amazing together. She's not just supposed to be like your maid or servant or anything like that, or your sex slave. Like, no. So like there are major components when we look back and fantasize and like um, look look at this moment in time with rose colored glasses, like even mental fortitude in men, like we know for a fact that at this point in time, because of a lot of the things that we are blessed to have because of our grandparents and our parents, we don't have to fight as hard as our parents did or our grandparents did. We don't really have to deal with the, the intensity of um, racism the same way that they did. There's so many things available to us, particularly as black men. There's so many things available to us. Like the ability to be successful is so much higher now 
than it was 50 years ago. Shoot, 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even fair. Like, it's, it's, there's no comparison. But when we have these kind of spaces where all we do is vent, complain, and blame other people, we're not positioning ourselves to be men, to be strong, and to do the work that we need to do. We're not. We'd rather just turn and make excuses and blame other people, even the white man, instead of doing the work that we need to do to be better for ourselves and better for our community. If we want to look back at that greatest generation and say, oh, that's how things need to be. It needs to go back to these gender roles and stuff like that. Well, as a man, if we're looking at the gender role, well, we need to do the work. <laughs> we need to be the man that brings home the bacon and does a lot more than just make money. We need to be fighting for things that matter. We need to be supporting our community. We need to be making sure that our kids are good, that our women are good. It's more than just money. And like, there's a level of camaraderie, com camaraderie amongst our people. Like, that's not the case. Again, we are, again, in this, in the, in this community, this I ideology of the red pill, like we're more apt to say, forget black women, go and get what you want <laughs> outside of that. That's not, that's not supportive of our community. You're actually going out of our community. You're not bringing anything back. You're going out. Like, that's not, how, how is that helpful at all? It's not. There are many, 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 if you, if you take the time to sit and listen, there are many, many great grandmothers, grandmothers, and mothers who, who would have left their abusive and toxic marriages, toxic marriages if they could, if they had the economic and communal support. But at that time, a lot of them, they didn't have that. There are, there are women who were glad when their husbands died or left because they'd prefer to be alone than be in a traumatic situation. There are women today who feel that way. <laughs> you know, they, they feel like that today. Like they'd rather just be alone because of the impact that black men have had on their lives from their fathers, from their uncles, from their friends, from their brothers or whatever. Like, and it's sad. And, you know, the, the thing is, again, part of this, this whole red pill situation, like we are as black men. In this, in, the, in this community, we're taking so much time to complain and express our hurt and stuff like that, but we're not really fully listening to the other side. Like, we'd rather say, you know, I'm hurt or I'm mad or like things are so hard and messed up for us that everybody else needs to change, but we don't realize that we are having a huge impact. And that even starts with our own fathers. You know, like there's ex excuse that we like to put on some women that say that they chose bad. Why was that guy bad? We don't want to blame the guy for just being trash. We'd rather say, oh, it's her fault because she chose that. Well, how about we work on it so that there are no bad men? Let's make that a goal. Let's make that a goal. <laughs> Let, let's just try to be all amazing to the best of our ability. Then, then that won't be an excuse. How is she going to choose bad if they're all good? <laughs> that won't happen. You know what I'm saying? But, but we'd rather, again, blame and say, oh, no, it's her fault. She did something wrong. My mother did something wrong. She she chose bad. Or no, maybe your dad was just trash. It sucks. It's true. You know, even with my own upbringing, there were moments where my dad was just trash. He did bad stuff. And he, he had his own demons and stuff that he struggled with. And that impacted his behavior. You know, and, and that sucks. But that's the reality. I cannot blame my mom on that. I can't. My dad made bad decisions. You know, like... We we got we got to change this. Like that's not that's not gonna help if we just keep like it's really our responsibility. Anyways, um, what do I have here? Um, da, 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 da. Yeah. So there were there were good men during that time, but at this point in time, 
in this community, those good men would be labeled as simps because they gave their all to love, protect, provide, and support their family and community. They were actually pushing back against the machine, the machine that this matrix that you're taking the red pill, this matrix that this matrix that uh, is actually messing up our people, you know? All right, next point. <laughs> I'm taking a lot longer than I expected. All right, let me try to rush through this. Anyways, so next point, treating black women like objects and considering yourself the prize supports toxic masculinity that can be seen in aspects of hip hop culture that actually funds a booming industry destroying our community. Wasn't it just recently like the baby head situations going on? And I don't, even, I don't even think his mother's child was black. So in that situation, if it's not the black woman, she she was she was non-black. So maybe it was his fault. Maybe, just maybe, maybe maybe it was his fault. But again, it's teasing hip hop artists <laughs> supporting and creating music that is toxic to our community. But we want to support that. We want to push that. We want to make it seem like we're the prize because we make all the money or we're the hardest in the streets, like whatever. This high value alpha male red pill mentality. We want to support that. Okay. But we don't want to admit that now there are problems that we have actually created and supported and propagate and that people are making tons of money off of. There's there's a a reason that (laughs) at one point in time in history, hip hop culture itself was demonized. But now hip hop culture is pervasive in everything, in everything all over the world. People are making mad money off of hip hop music, <laughs> hip hop culture, all of it, all the money. And no, like hip hop, if we even if we go historically, hip hop was about building our community and building black people, starting with, you know, the five elements. But the fifth element that was most important is the knowledge of self. It's not a lot of knowledge of self now and then I hear in the music that's played on the radio or whatever. It's not about that, but we want to support it. We want that idea. We want to keep it, keep it going. We're not fighting back against that. We're not trying to get rid of that, but no, we continue to support it and say, these are our heroes. We love that they do this and they, they do that. They make all this money. They marry white women, whatever. They do all these things. And this, these are the goals. These are the things that we're aspiring to. And we don't see that it's actually tearing our community apart, messing up our people and people are making lots of money off of it. And it's not our people. That's that's bad. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad situation. Anyways, continuing. Using this narrative, even in a covert manner, it is supporting the machine. Only viewing black women as sexual partners or your weird weird maid slaves is not helpful. Want, and it's it's not biblical. So I, I'm, I'm a believer and a follower of uh, Jesus Christ. And uh, I don't really like the term Christian, but I'll talk about that in another <laughs> in another video. But anyways, it, it's not biblical and it's not revolutionary. A woman is a helpmate, not a servant. She's a partner, a teammate uh, that you work with and serve for the greater good, not to your personal satisfaction. No woman is designed for that. All right, uh, I think I got a couple more points. Next, all right, blaming black women is an old excuse used in the garden. So even in the book of Genesis, we see that with Adam and Eve. Adam was not doing his job. (laughs) He was not at his post, he was not leading, and he wasn't being... uh, the man that he was supposed to be. And what did he do? He blamed Eve. That's why God came to Adam first. Adam, you're the one in charge. You were supposed to be doing stuff. Well, it's the woman that you gave me. It's her fault. That's a punk move. And it's a punk move that we have been doing for a very, very, very long time. 
This also supports this kind of behavior. This also supports the machine by reinforcing the stereotype that black men are lazy and weak and not very smart. Blaming our women is one of the most cowardly things we can do. We were designed to lead and take responsibility in our relationships, in our communities, and in our own lives. When we support this idea, we feed the machine, this machine of white supremacy we try to use as a trump card. So oftentimes, here in this the, the space and this dialogue, one of the reasons that black men aren't as high value or aren't as achieving or whatever is because white supremacy. Again, white, we've been using that excuse for a very, 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 very long time. And I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. There are, there is, systemic racism is a real thing. But also we had family. And if we want to go back to the, the 50s and go back to the greatest generation, there were black men who did whatever they needed to do and made it happen for their family. So racism didn't stop them. And they were living in a way more overt and violent time of racism than we are. So we can't continue to use that as an excuse. There's some other problems there. There's some other work that needs to be done to help us you know, get to a better place. Um, Sorry, I lost my place. <laughs> uh, blaming our women is one of the most cowardly things we can do. We were designed, oh yeah, all right, jump it down. Okay, I, I read all of that. Um, when we support this idea, we feed the machine, this machine of white supremacy we try to use as a trump card to excuse our lack of competency and ability to provide and protect our own. No, we just got to do the actual work to be better and to do better. And I'm not saying that it isn't hard work, it is. And a lot of it starts with getting therapy. I have another video on my channel that talks about mental illness being the one of the main plights of black men and of the black community. And we really got to start there. <laughs> like we are jacked up in the head and it, it's come from centuries of trauma and things that need to be worked out and stuff that's in place and related to systemic racism. But the, re the reason we have the opportunity to actually work on those things, we have the opportunity to actually go get help to actually do the work so that we can be better, so that we can fight and so that we can um, do what we're supposed to do as black men. And again, I'm not saying that it isn't hard. It's hella hard because uh, there's a lot of opposition against that internally and externally, but it's possible. We just got to do the work. It's true. I know I got to do the work every day. <laughs> I, I, I fight and, and deal with depression, but I, I try to put things in place, systems in place so I can get up and show up for my wife and show up for my community and show up even just for myself because being depressed sucks, man. <laughs> like it's, it's not fun. All right. Next point. Um, talking down on black women, either by saying they're not attractive, that they're masculine, that they're gold diggers, or ultimately that white women or other women are superior is also supporting the machine of white supremacy. We're feeding a lie and tearing down our already beat up and tore up women in community. The world has already believed that lie and isn't the world has believed that lie for a very long time, that black women are, ugh, you know, but the thing is, and maybe I should do this in a different video, but if you notice, the world is trying to backpedal on that. And my theory is they're backpedaling on that because they see that there's money in it. But anyways, the world at large is actually now trying to backpedal on that because they see the truth that black women are actually amazing. It's true. Actually amazing. There are corporations who will in a, in a heartbeat, hire a black woman because they know she was actually going to get work done. And again, does that mean they actually care about black women or they actually care more about the dollar that that woman can, you know, do? I don't know. But even capitalism, <laughs> they've always seen the benefit of black women. They're just trying to do it in a more PC way, I, I think. Anyways, um, 
we in this whole red pill situation, you think you're being revolutionary by talking down about our women. You're not. People have been talking down about us and our community since we got here. <laughs> you know, you're you're feeding into an old poisonous and evil paradigm. And there is this quote that I want to read real quick. It's actually from um, it's actually from a letter that was written to it was, it was a letter written by a member of the Ku Klux Klan, archleader, imperial wizard of the Christian Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, J.B. Stoner. This is a, a letter written February 1957. And this is, I'm getting this from the book Message to the Black Man by, so this is, I'm going to try to read this real quick, but it's related to, the, to this point. Um, so this is this guy, J.B. Stoner, who's a leader in, at that time in the Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan, um, talking about black people and more specifically, like he's, he's coming against them because they're, you know, Muslims. But he overall is talking about black people. So here we go. I'll try to read this as quickly as I can. One of the main purposes of, Maha- of Mohammedan invasion of white Europe was to capture white women. Only white women are beautiful. When I initially read that, I, I laughed. But anyways, only white women are beautiful. <laughs> Quick point. There, there was a video. Um, I don't have it on me, but there's this video of Kevin Samuels, and he's talking about <laughs> the standards of beauty and how it relates to white women and how at the very end of the extreme is black women. Kind of lines up with this guy saying, this leader of the Ku Klux Klan, only white women are beautiful. Like they are the standard. Anyways, when ruling over white sections of Europe, part of the the tribute required of the conquered people was the regular giving of beautiful white women to the Muslims as slaves. They didn't like their own dark women. The African race has never produced a beautiful woman. So the Muslims were naturally not satisfied with their own black women. If the Africans were as good as whites, they would be happy with their own women instead of lusting for our white women. You desire for white women in an you de- your desire for white women is an admission of your own racial inferiority. Again, J.B. Stoner, Ku Klux Klan leader, member, sending this to Elijah Muhammad or sending it to the Nation of Islam. One reason why we whites will never accept you into our white society is because, again, I don't think I, my video might get taken down, but anyways, I'm reading the quote. It's a quote. <laughs> white society is because a nigger's chief ambition in life is to sleep with a white woman, thereby polluting her. Oh boy. Um, everything, <laughs> every time a demented white woman marries a nigger, your newspapers brag about the sin. The day will come. Let me make sure I didn't get, okay, I didn't get kicked off yet. <laughs> the day will come when no nigger will be allowed to even look at a white woman or a white woman's picture. That will be a sad day for the men of your race who have no respect for their own women, won't it? For your information, nigger is, <laughs> nigger is the Latin word for black. So why are you ashamed of it? We continue. Yes, Africans in America are ashamed of their own race. They regret that they are what they are. As proof, look at the nigger newspaper that that advertised skin whiteners and so-called hair straighteners. If blacks are as good as whites, why aren't they proud of their black skins and the kinky wool on top of their heads? If you aren't ashamed of your race, why don't you strive to keep it pure and preserve it and its characteristics? You blacks have a lower opinion of your own race than we whites have. You hate. Yes, hate your own African race so much that you want to destroy it by mixing your blood with white blood. You want white blood pumped into your race because you think white blood is better and will improve you and make you less Negroid, less less African. 
You are trying to forget what you uh you are trying to forget what you are. You blacks are sick of each other and want to forget your heritage and your race by associating with your white superiors. Uh, there's one okay and i'm just gonna stop <laughs> i'm just gonna stop right there um so even just that whole point that idea that white women are beautiful it's the standard they're perfect they're what we should strive for everything he just mentioned is again you can you can see it even in our culture and in our community there are rappers and hip-hop artists who have actually communicated that i think i have a quote right here let's see if i can pull this up real quick something i saw on instagram sorry for the delay let me see if i can find it real quick this is a quote <laughs> this is a quote from nick cannon white women are looked at as success and i know i'm not trying to single out nick cannon because i know there are other black men who feel this way white women are looked at as success in america we see a white woman and think i couldn't have you my daddy couldn't have you my granddaddy couldn't have you I would get killed even looking at you. So now, if I play for the NBA, I want them all. <laughs> that mindset goes along with what the guy was saying. The Ku Klux Klan member was saying that about our community, and we're supporting it, and we're supporting it still. <laughs> this is a red pill situation. That was that was from 1957. It's the same thing. <laughs> like, th this is what I'm saying. We, we take this red pill. And you're trying to regurgitate it and you're talking down about our people. We're saying the same thing. We're regurgitating and feeding this machine. We're putting ourselves in a bad situation. But we think we're enlightened. We're thinking we're enlightened because, you know, black women are this, black women are that, da da da, da black men are the prize or whatever. No, we look dumb. <laughs> you look stupid. <laughs> we look dumb. It's, whatever. All right, I'm moving to the next point. I need to get off this thing. All right. The next point is simping is more red pill than being a red pill actually pushing back against the stereotype of being a mandingo, a thug, a gangster, marrying outside of our race nation, supporting our, uh, actually supporting our community, defending, protecting our people, providing for our people, for our women and our children and our community actually takes away from the machine, actually takes away from the machine that wants us divided and broken. When we're actually at our post and doing what we're supposed to do, we're actually pushing back against the machine. They can't use us if we're on our own and doing what we need to do, building our own thing, supporting our situation and not letting corporations, capitalism, music or anything come in and disrupt our situation. If we are holding the line, if we are standing up and we are being the uh, barrier around our community as black men, nobody can come in and mess up our stuff. They can't use us. We won't be in their system. Sure, we, you know we're here and we got to pay taxes and stuff like that, but we won't be feeding the won't be feeding the machine. So actually, being a simp is way more red pill. That's countercultural to the culture that's fed our people. So this idea of being red pill and a black man, you're playing in to the culture that's propagated and pushed on our people. You're feeding the machine. We're not fixing the problem. We're not waking up to anything. We're, we're like, there's this character in the original Matrix movie. Um, I think his name was Apoc. Um, and he pretty much, he sells out Morpheus. You know, there's a scene where they're like in this building or whatever. And Neo, you can tell I've seen the movie a few times. <laughs> Neo sees like this cat and walks by and he sees it again. He's like, mm, deja vu. 
and then they all turn it's all like dramatic or whatever and later you find out that apoc is the one who tipped off the agents that they would be there and his whole thing is like if i do this you need to put me back in the matrix because i don't i don't want this anymore i don't want to know about the machines i don't want to know about the system i don't want to know about all the problems i don't want to know about any of that i want to be back in the system i want to be wealthy i want to be rich and i just want to be part of this dream world and the thing is i think a lot of these guys in this community want that that's what they really want they want to be like apoc however they can be back in the system continue to support it and not have to deal with the consequences of the reality that our community and the culture that we're in is jacked up and us as men are responsible for it they don't want that they, <laughs> they, they, they don't want that they would rather we just continue to blame point the fingers and do stuff and however we can make it as easy as possible for us to get what we want be satisfied and actually not be responsible for anything that's what they want they actually really want the blue pill but they want to call it the red pill to make it seem like i'm 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 woke i'm aware that you can't fool me but you're feeding into the system you're feeding into the system okay last point the reality is you probably took the blue pill and you don't want to feel bad about it taking the red pill actually puts you in the position to help the greater good which includes the whole community the whole black community whole black community including black women what's taught in the red pill community isn't helping anyone but the machine that's powered by the destruction and demise of black folk you've believed the lie you've believed the lie if you really want to take the red pill be a simp and take care of your own all right i think i'm done but ultimately like i don't really i just want our people to win man and woman i want our community to win i want us to be in a better place and this is i think this is the ample time this is the the perfect time we we got to do the work to make a shift there's a shift happening in economics there's a shift happening spiritually there's a shift happening in every aspect of our human experience and as black people as black men we need to do the work to catch the shift and be a part of the shift and make the change for our people and for our community and for our legacy and if making youtube videos and talking about this stuff and not just i don't want to talk about the red pill situation i don't want to talk about the manosphere over and over again there's so many other things like i mentioned about mental health that's that's really what i care about i want men to be able to get into a better state where we can be better for god's glory and for the, for the good of other people that's what really matters to me like i want us to be able to thrive and be awesome and to live a vibrant excellent life and it starts here it starts with our mindset and uh living the awesome life that god wants us to live and i don't think this red pill situation is helping <laughs> at all see you guys later peace thanks for listening to the show be sure to like and subscribe on youtube and rate and review on your favorite podcasting app black man you're called for more than mediocre living you're here for a purpose to live for god's glory and for the good of others let's do the work and keep choosing to live a vibrant and excellent life until next time go make something for yourself of yourself and for God's glory and the good of others. Peace.